You're listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm not going to take too much <clears throat> more time, <clears throat> but I'm going to talk to you about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And you cannot be any closer to Jesus than you are yielded to the Holy Spirit. And sometimes people say, I just want to know Jesus. I want to know the Lord. But Jesus said, without the Holy Spirit, you really can't get to know me. So Jesus was teaching on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit in John 14, 15, and 16, those three chapters. And Jesus seemed to be pretty excited about when the Holy Spirit would come. Jesus was pretty happy about the Holy Spirit coming. He wasn't like, this is some minor event and I'm going to go away and this whole thing's going to fall apart. He said, no, when I go away, this thing is going to multiply. But because he said the Holy Spirit is going to come. And so I like what I heard Dad Hagen say one time. He said, the world needs to be taught to receive Jesus. But the church needs to be taught to receive the Holy Spirit. That makes sense to you? Like people in the world, they don't know the Lord, so you need to talk to them about Jesus. But if you've been born again, you've made Jesus your Lord, you're in the church, then you need to be taught how to receive the Holy Spirit or how to make room for the Holy Spirit or how to respond to the Holy Spirit. Y'all still with me here? How to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Uh, Because the Holy Spirit really wants to take you on in the things of Christ and take you on in the things of the Lord, but you just kind of have to learn how to get along with him. Amen? In other words, Jesus said when he comes, he's going to move inside of you forever. Amen? Amen? He's not just coming to visit. He's going to live in you forever. So Jesus must have been telling the truth about it, that now the Spirit of God, because of the blood of Jesus, he now lives in you permanently. (laughs) So he don't leave you. He don't check in on Sunday, check out on Monday. I mean, he's in there. So sometimes you should just look in the mirror and acknowledge him. Let's try that again. Uh, Look in the mirror and acknowledge the Holy Spirit. You know, just look in the mirror and say, Holy Spirit, I know you're in there. Don't act like you're not in there because I know you're in there. And if you didn't need the Holy Spirit, Jesus would not have sent him. How bad do you need the Holy Spirit? Amen. How much do you need the Holy Spirit? 
And so Jesus said, he's going to dwell on the inside of you in uh, John 14, 15, 16. And then Jesus said, he calls him the comforter. Uh, the word for comforter there is the Greek word paraclete, paraclete. And it has a seven or eightfold meaning you find in the Amplified Bible because he's a comforter. But that's not the best translation of paraclete. It means your comforter, your helper, your counselor, your strengthener, your intercessor, your standby, someone that's going to move on the inside of you, and he's in there to help you. You have no idea how much help you need. <laughs> You need help. Somebody says, you need professional help. Well, I'm going to tell you, there ain't a better professional than the Holy Spirit. Amen. And as the Holy Spirit, then if he would be, uh, the word paraclete, your advocate, then he would be uh, your attorney, someone who works on your case. And he's never lost a case if he can get his client to listen to him. It's good to know to have the Holy Spirit working on your case because we know that Jesus is our advocate in heaven and the Holy Spirit is our advocate in our heart. He's our helper, our strengthener, our intercessor. That means he's going to help you pray. So in John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, going to move in you, and he's your comforter, and then he calls him the spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is he takes what Jesus or what the Lord Jesus has done for you, and he makes it a reality in you. One translation calls him the spirit of reality. So you don't just end up with a bunch of theology. You understand? You don't end up with just a bunch of theology in a big dead church. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he takes what Christ has done for you and makes it a reality in you. A reality. Amen. Amen. Or you could say it this way, the Holy Spirit takes what Jesus has done for us and what he is doing for us, and he translates it into personal victory. So without the help of the Holy Spirit, you can know a lot of scriptures and have a lot of theology and yet not have personal victory. But the moment the Holy Spirit's involved, he's going to make it a reality in your experience what Christ has done for you, not only what he has done for you, but what he is doing for you now at the right hand of God. Amen. So you just look in the mirror and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Amen. In other words, to know Christ, to know him personally, to follow him, Jesus said, don't go nowhere until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't go nowhere until you're conscious of the Holy Spirit living in you, that he'll lead you, he'll guide you, he's your helper. 
So in Romans chapter 8, that chapter is a phenomenal chapter. Romans chapter 8. So if you ever if I want to sit down and read a chapter in the Bible, just sit down and read Romans chapter 8 and read the whole chapter. Well, I'd done that several times, and one time I was reading it, and I felt like the Lord told me to count how many times the word spirit, the, the word spirit is in Romans chapter 8. So I just started counting it, Romans chapter 8, the word spirit. How many times it's in there? So I counted it. I marked it. You know, I've got it marked in my Bible. How many times the word spirit is in Romans chapter 8? Man, this is the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. and Quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. So when he's talking about the spirit, he could be talking about the human spirit or the spirit of God. So in Romans chapter 8, he says, the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. In other words, you don't have to wonder if you'll say the Holy Spirit bears witness with the deepest part of you is I know I'm saved. I know I'm a child of God. So nobody can talk you out of that. Right? So in Romans chapter 8, he uses the word spirit I think it's 21 times that I counted. He said spirit from Romans chapter 8, verse 1, all the way down, talking about the spirit of God and the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit and you're led by the spirit and you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body and the mind of the spirit. He's talking a lot about the spirit. So the Lord said to me, your answer is in the spirit. You say your answer to what? Whatever. Whatever your question is, your answer is not necessarily in your intellect, but it's in this other dimension, the spirit. Amen. And you are a spirit. Amen. You have a soul. You stand in the body, but the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. So the Holy Spirit, Jesus said he's going to take what is mine and show it to you or he's going to transmit it to you. And you say, well, I need his help. So he would be your comforter. He would be the spirit of truth. So go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26, and let me read some of this for you real quickly here. Romans 8, 26. Can you find that? I want to read some of this to you because this is very interesting. So the Apostle Paul says, talking about the Holy Spirit here, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. You know what infirmities are, what? You would generally just say weaknesses. The Holy Spirit helps us in places where we are weak. He helps our weaknesses, okay? And he says, and then he helps us pray because we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. Well, that doesn't mean you don't know how to pray because we got a lot of scriptures tell you how to pray. But here he says, we don't know how to pray as we ought. And one translation says, according to the nature of the case. 
so the Holy Spirit can bring you into intercession or prayer specifically concerning your case or someone else's case. And he makes intercession, it says here, for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So those groanings would be a deeper prayer coming up out of your spirit. You know what I mean? So when he talks about groanings, it not only includes groanings, but P.C. Nelson, who wrote Bible Doctrines for the Assemblies of God, fluent in 32 different languages, and a Greek and Hebrew scholar, he said, actually, the way to translate that was, he says, with groanings which cannot be uttered in your articulate speech. In other words, the Holy Spirit's going to help you pray beyond English. Or Spanish. I was in Africa one time praying for people in the darkest villages and people that did not even know the national language of Swahili. And I'm praying for them. They're getting healed and blessed. And one of them got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in English. That really freaked me out. I mean, this person... This person don't even know Swahili. I mean, they speak in a tribal language, and they started speaking in perfect English. And so I, I told the missionary, who is this person here, man? They come from America, or they come from England? He said, no, that person lives in the tribe. They come out and never leave this village. So what happened on the day of Pentecost? Come on, as people got filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in supernatural languages. By supernatural, I mean languages they never learned which Paul said could be the tongues of men or of angels, so you could be speaking in a heavenly language or just a language you've never learned. And there's a lot of languages, and some of them sound funny. Just because you hear somebody speaking and you think, well, well, that can't be no language. I've been all over the world. I've heard people speak in languages that I thought was not a language. But... What happened on the Tower of Babel? You don't know anything about the Tower of Babel? What was they? Well, we're going to build a tower that's going to go all the way to heaven. And apparently it looks like whatever they imagined they're going to do. How did God stop that? He came down and confused the languages so they couldn't communicate. He stopped the whole project. What happened on the day of Pentecost? God said, I'm going to bring you back to a supernatural language that's going to make things so possible there'll be nothing impossible to you if you learn this language. So the devil don't like it when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's try that one more time. He don't like it. Come on. Like to cause confusion. Like for people to get off into extremes. So that's why you have, you know, a pastor to help you stay in the middle of the road, you know, and, and don't just turn down and be a weirdo. So uh, you need a little teaching on the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit and praying in that supernatural language. All right, go back to Romans 8, uh, 26, and I'm going to try to uh, give you this here real quickly. So the Holy Spirit helps our what? Infirmities. Why? Well, we don't know how to pray as we are. All right? But the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Go to verse 27, and he says, He that searches the hearts knows what is the mind 
of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. <clears throat> and now you can use verse 28. You can't use verse 28 without using verse 26 and 27. Verse 28 says, and we know all things will work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. In other words, if you want to get to verse 28, then you're going to have to know verse 26, verse 27, and cooperate with the Holy Spirit because the devil's going to do everything he can to steal and kill and destroy. Come on. But you get filled with the Holy Spirit, and you learn how to pray in the Holy Spirit. Y'all listen close. The greatest disadvantage in this world is not knowing how to pray. It seems that God, John Wesley said, is limited by our prayer life. That he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Jesus said ask. Right? But now this kind of praying takes you into a supernatural level of praying in the Holy Ghost. Right? Beyond your intellect. Because you pray the best you can according to what you can see. But, boy, there's a lot of stuff happening you can't see. But the Holy Spirit is a genius. He knows exactly how to help you and how to help you to pray for the will of God to be done. Amen? For the will of God to be done. So that the greatest disadvantage in the world is you don't know how to pray. So the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And then here, after the Holy Spirit comes, you've got an, another way, a supernatural way to pray. So you've got a natural. Paul said, I will pray with my understanding, and I will pray in the Spirit also. In other words, two different kinds of prayers. Actually, Paul said, I pray in the Spirit first, then I pray in my understanding. <laughs> Are y'all still with me here? So if the greatest disadvantage in the world is you don't know how to pray... <clears throat> The second greatest disadvantage would be you know how to pray, but you don't. The third greatest disadvantage would be that you don't have nobody praying for you. I don't know about you, but I realize I probably wouldn't be here tonight if I hadn't had somebody praying for me. Come on, don't act like y'all did everything just right. I did a lot of stuff wrong, but my mama, she never stopped praying for me. Come on, so you, you'd be the poorest person in the world if you didn't have anybody praying for you. Amen? Come on. So here, go back up to Romans 8, 26, and let me show you this part right here. Right here. And because I believe there's things God wants to do, he just needs somebody to know how to pray. Come on, the disciples didn't ask Jesus, you know, teach us how to flip houses. The disciples didn't ask the Lord, show me how to make money. Y'all still here? And some people, that's all they want. I don't even know how to make some money. Well, if you knew how to pray, you'd never lack for money. All right, let's keep going. So sometimes people, they, you know, that's how they want. I want to know how, you know, to make some money. Boy, never, you'll have somebody take advantage of you, and you'll lose all your money. Y'all still here? They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to be a success. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how to be better at social media. They said what? Lord, teach us how to pray. 
Y'all still here? So the devil will do anything he can to interrupt your prayer life. <laughs> Come on, I said he'll, he'll do anything he can to get you to put it off. Come on, or distract you from spending 30 minutes or an hour. Come on, with your Bible open, talking to your heavenly Father. Come on now, through the blood of Jesus, you have boldness to enter into the holiest, and you come walking right in there. <laughs> come on, this is your daddy. This is your father. You come in there by the blood of Jesus, and you have a meeting with God. And there ain't nobody can get closer to God than you can. No preacher, no TV preacher. Come on, no matter what, he's an apostle or a prophet or a non-prophet. Come on, it don't matter what he is. Thank God for the gifts that we have in ministry gifts, but they can't get closer to God than you can. We're living in a new covenant by the blood. Come on, you can talk to God yourself. You don't need somebody to tell you what to do. You got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. And he'll tell you what to do. Amen? Amen? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's just take a few minutes and say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> thank you, Lord. I mean, thank you for saving me. Thank you for the blood. And thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. Amen? So what does it say he does? It says that he helps. Y'all still here? Well, we have a lot of employees that work for us, and we go through a few different ones every now and then. We have some people come, you know, I'm coming to help you. And you're like, I'm not sure who's helping who, but I don't think you're helping me. <laughs> I'm going to have to show you how you're going to help me. All right? You can't just help any way you want to help. Well, the kind of help I need, and I'm going to show you how you can fit in there and get promoted and do well. Y'all still here? So everybody needs help, but you got to be careful. Some people say they'll help you. They ain't helping you. Come on, that sure helped you. Come on, get rid of some people that are trying to help you, and they ain't helping you at all. But the Holy Spirit, he knows exactly how to help you. My, my, he can help you. He helps our infirmities. He helps. So when it says he helps, the Greek word there means he takes hold together with us against. In other words, he's not going to do the job He's going to help you do the job. Amen. And you're going to participate in his help. All right. So you can't just say, well, I just left it all up to the Lord. No, he wants you to pray in the Holy Spirit. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He'll help you. And so he takes hold together with us. In other words, if something's too big for you, something too difficult for you, come on, 
You get a hold of it because you believe God. Amen. You get a hold of it with your faith. And then you say, now, Holy Spirit, I need you to get a hold of this thing on the other side. Get a hold of it. Come on. So while you got a hold of it on this side, the Holy Spirit will get a hold of it on the other side. And he'll say, come on now, together. Come on, together. Together we can move that thing. Together we can change that thing. I'm helping you right now. Come on. And he'll give you utterance. He'll give you word. He'll strengthen you. Come on now. Whatever area you need help, he's going to help. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on, don't you just sit around and say, I ain't got nobody help me. I need somebody help me. Ain't nobody help me. I don't know why people won't help me. You know, well, that reason they stay away from you, you acting like that. Come on, I need somebody help me. But come on, you got the Spirit of God working on your case. Man, he's going to help you. <laughs> come on, he's sent to help you. He knows how to help you. He has the ability to help you. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You you better talk to him in the morning. Come on, recognize him in the morning. Come on, you lift your voice. The Holy Spirit never brings condemnation. He always reveals the blood of Jesus. Come on, so if you're thinking how this and that, what's wrong with you? The Holy Spirit will say, the blood. Remember the blood. Remember the blood. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen? So then he'll help you pray. So put the scripture back up there. I'm not sure why you keep taking it down. Unless it times out or, or you need counseling. But anyway, so just kidding. He helps. He helps our infirmities. And so you think generally of the word infirmities as just being, you know, a weakness. Boy, and there's all different categories of weaknesses. A lot of different kinds of weaknesses. It's it's a part of what we would call being a human. You know, he said, I'm only human. Well, you're also human, but you ain't only human. Not, not when you got the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can't say I'm only human. I mean, come on, you're a new creature in Christ, washed in the blood. You're not only human. You got the Spirit of God living in you. Matter of fact, if you knew what's available to you, it'd probably scare you right now. If you knew the kind of authority that you have in heaven, that you have in the earth over devils and demons, that when you speak, even angels go on assignment. In other words, if you knew what happens when you pray, you would you'd be, whoa, I wish I would have been praying. Come on, I should have been praying. Come on, I could have been praying instead of complaining. So he helps our infirmities. And so this word, infirmities, I learned this from uh, Rick Renner, who's a great Greek scholar, and we are good friends. And so we were 
uh, in a meeting together. So I wrote this down years and years and years ago. This is a worn out piece of paper. So this word for infirmities is not a minor weakness. He said, actually, this Greek word for infirmities means a crippling disease. It means a mental oppression. A mental oppression. It means a terminal disease. It means a reoccurring plague that is incurable. So you need help. All right, let's try this out of here. <laughs> you just thought you needed a little help. You need a lot of help. Come on, I said, you need a lot of help. When you finally realize how much help you need, come on, you'll start saying, Holy Spirit, come on, welcome, Holy Spirit. Come on, fill me up. I yield to you. Come on, you, you help me pray. You strengthen me. Come on, the Holy Spirit. He came to help you. Praise the Lord. So it's not a minor weakness. The condition here says it's incurable and it's reoccurring and something you can never fix. But the Holy Spirit, he can help you. Stop that plague. Heal what's incurable. Come on, deliver you from the strategies of the enemy. Come on, if you just want out, the Holy Ghost will get you out of that. I mean, he knows how to get you out. Y'all still, if you'd rather be a victim for the rest of your life, just whine about it. But if you want to overcome it, you say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. He's my helper, my strengthener. Come on, I yield to him right now. Come on, I want him to rise up on the inside of me. Come on and think through my mind and speak through my lips and magnify Jesus in a way that I never could. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, you ought to say that every day, shouldn't you? Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So he says he helps our infirmities, and then it says he makes intercession for us. So you see the word intercession. I learned this again from Brother Rick, and uh, he said this word intercession is a picture of someone who has fallen into a pit by which there is no way they can escape. They've, They've ended up in a pit. How many of y'all ever been in a pit? You can get in a pit on your own. You can fall into it. You can just jump into one. Come on, you can accidentally fall in one, or you can have a few good friends just push you in a pit. Are y'all still here? You end up in that pit, man. Come on, and you trying everything you can. Come on, jumping and hollering and everything, and it's too high. Come on, you can't get out of that pit. Naturally, you'll never get out. You'll have to live there the rest of your life in that pit. He said, but the intercessor is the picture of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes along and sees you in that pit. Listen now. And he gets in the pit with you. 
and pulls you out of that pit. Hey, come on now. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> come on. He doesn't just stand on the side and say, try harder. Come on, jump higher. Come on. He jumps in that pit with you. So he's really the picture of what we would call a first responder that comes on a tragedy and he knows what's happening and he gets so involved as intercession, he knows how you feel, he knows the struggle you're facing, he knows that you feel like you'll never get out and the Holy Spirit jumps in that pit with you. Are y'all still here? And the Holy Spirit has pit experience. He's been pulling people out of pits for the last 5,000 years. Come on now. He's got a lot of pit experience. Come on. He helped you get out of your pit. The Holy Spirit gets you out of a horrible pit. Amen. Come on. He'll get you out of that pit. Amen. He's got pit experience. Are y'all still with me here? Uh, but he is also the same spirit that raised Jesus from the lowest pit, brought him out of that pit, come on now, raised him from the dead, gave him victory, come on, and triumph, come on. He's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and he's the same spirit gets in the pit with you, come on now. You coming out of this? I brought Jesus out of this in the same spirit, the same life, same power. The Holy Ghost himself. Come on, the Spirit of God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on, you ought to say thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank you, Lord, for the Holy. Come on, I would have fallen. Come on, I would have never been able to get back up. Come on, I would have lived my life down in that pit. Come on, but Jesus, my advocate in heaven, and the Holy Spirit, the advocate on the inside, jumped in there. He brought me out of a horrible pit. Come on, put a new song in my mouth. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your hands up and thank God for the Holy Ghost. Say, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, Dad Hagen threw this in so you can take, take it for whatever you want to take it for. But he said the Lord told him, if you'll be led by the Holy Spirit, I'll make you rich. Now, the word rich, we're not talking about everybody, you know, driving a Rolls Royce. The word rich means abundantly provided for and plenty to give away. You want to be a blessing to others. I don't know about you, but I'm rich. I'm abundantly provided for. My house is too big. I've got too many cars, too many trucks. I've got too many shoes. My closet's too big. I've got too many clothes. Come on, too many grandkids. <laughs> I got, I got. Come on, I, apparently I got too many groceries. I got too much stuff to eat. Come on, 
Don't you act like you got too many groceries. I can, I can tell by looking at it. I got too much food. Right? In other words, when you follow Jesus, he's not planning on leaving you broke. Come on. He's planning on you being blessed, coming in, blessed going out. Amen. So if you'll be led by the Holy Spirit, and you can't be led by the Holy Spirit if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. If you don't maintain a spirit-filled life because you'll have too many other voices. Come on, you won't be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. How, he's your helper. I said he's your helper. Come on, don't, don't disagree with him. Agree with him. Come on, I said agree with him. Say, Holy Spirit, you're my helper. Come on, I got some weaknesses. I got some problems here and there. Holy Spirit, I need you to take hold together with me. Come on, and help me to overcome these situations. Thank God, boy, the whole, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on. He's as close as your mouth. Come on. Your belly, your stomach. He's close. He lives on the inside of you. He's your helper. Hallelujah. Come on. You can pray in the Holy Ghost every day, any day. Come on. Anytime, praise the Lord. He's living in you while you're driving your car, driving your truck. You pray in the Holy Ghost. Wow, think about that. Your spirit edified. Come on. Come on, enriching your faith and the uranium on the inside of you. Your explosive power on the inside. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to finish up with this here. Praise the Lord. I've given you enough. You know, you ought to be able to work with it. Come on, I said, I've given you enough. You should be able to work with it. You work with it. Amen. I ain't going home with you. If you had real good fried chicken, I'm not, but I ain't going home with you. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost will go home with you. Man, he's right there in your house, man. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He is in the middle of that blood covenant. You know what that means? He will never leave you and never abandon you. You'd be surprised when he shows up. He won't leave you. He's the best friend you ever had in this world. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He don't give up on you. Amen. He's got the answer. Amen. So the Holy Spirit here helping us. And so that word there, paraclete, and uh, William Barclay said it this way, and I'll just give you a little bit more of this. Well, I'm not sure what time it is. Is it what time? Nine o'clock? It's still not too late yet right now. People are still talking about the Super Bowl, and that's been over for a day. So, <laughs> so William Barclay said that word for paraclete, 
The word for paraclete is the word translated comforter. And he said that word is one who is called into help in a situation with which a man by himself cannot cope. So if Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, he knows you are in a situation that by yourself you cannot cope. Y'all still with me? Yeah, by yourself. You ain't going to win this one. You ain't winning, you know. We're going to have to change that song to all you do is lose, 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 lose because you ain't going to win, 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 win. With the Holy Ghost, you can win, win, win. Without the Holy Ghost, you're going to lose, lose, lose. Makes a really cute song, but uh, not sure it's working out well for the people singing it. So if you want to win, 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 it's going to have the Holy Ghost is going to have to help you. He takes the things of Christ, shows them to you, makes them real to you. Thank God. Amen. You're in a new covenant that the Spirit of God lives in you, and you are the temple of the living God. Come on, you ought to know who you are. You are the temple of the living God. Come on, and God said, I'm living on the inside of you. Amen. God had a change of address, man. He moved right inside of you. Do you not know, Paul would say. Don't you know? You are the temple of God. And the Spirit of God lives in you. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. All right, one more thing here. This is the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. This is the kind of comfort and consolation in distress which keeps a man on his feet when left to himself he would collapse. All right, the Holy Spirit's help is the kind of help when you are in distress, the Holy Spirit will keep you on your feet when if you were left alone you would collapse. He brings the comfort or strength which enables a man to pass the breaking point and not to break. All right, let's try that one more time. In other words, you have a situation and difficulty in your life, and now you have passed the point where everybody else thought you should have collapsed. Come on, you, you could have, you should have lost your mind. You should have had a nervous breakdown. Come on now, you could be wandering the streets homeless right now. Come on, nobody wants to tell you, nobody wants to help you. Be living in a tent somewhere. Come on, stuck on some, hung up on some kind of drug. But when the Holy Spirit came in and began to help you, praise the Lord, then you did not collapse. I said you did not collapse. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, you did not have a breakdown. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, when my best friend walked out. Come on, the Holy Ghost. Help me. Praise the Lord. Woo. 
Y'all stay with me here. Come on. Everything you thought would be there, and then it walked off. Most people would collapse. Come on, you got to have all kinds of pharmaceuticals to keep you from going crazy. Y'all still here? Come on, we got Walgreens on one street, CVS on the other. Come on, the drive line is always full. Why? Man, you got to pop something this, pop this to help you out, give you peace, wake you up, put you to sleep. Come on. Neutralize your anxiety. But when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, I said, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Man, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Amen. All my support system might have gone away, but the Spirit of God helped me. Come on, God help me. Everybody else might have walked out, but Jesus walked in. Jesus is my helper, my strengthener, my blood brother, my blood covenant. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, stand up on your feet and shout about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, lift your voice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, you never left me. You never gave up on me. You've always been there for me. Thank you, Lord, and you gave me your spirit to live on the inside of me. My helper, my strengthener, my intercessor, the greater one that lives in me, that I will not collapse. God is able to make me stand. Come on, God's able to make you stand. God's able to keep you from falling by the power of the Holy Spirit, helping you. Come on, in a time of distress and challenge, thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the precious blood. Thank you for the blood covenant. Cleansed by the blood. Thank you, Lord, for sending me the Holy Spirit to live inside of me, to help me, strengthen me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help me to pray. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hey, this is Pastor Joe. And before you go, I want to pray with you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to be 100% sure that heaven will be your eternal home. It's very simple. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you mean business with God, he means business with you. I want you to pray this very simple but powerful prayer and mean it with all your heart. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that you were crucified and God raised you from the dead. I believe that you are the Son of God. I repent of all my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I give you my life. Do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you just prayed that prayer. The next step is to find a good, strong, local church. 
you live anywhere near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we invite you to join us at Life in Christ every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have some of the best people on planet Earth. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.